how about that cigar? Oh, how about that cigar? Good evening, everybody. It's Tuesday. As you know it, as you love it, our favorite night of the week. Welcome to episode number 63 of How About That Cigar Live. We are coming to you, as always, live from Minnesota, from the Drew Estate Cigar Studios. And Drew Estate wants to announce the launch of the latest addition to the Deadwood lineup, Leather Rose, to all retailers nationwide. Uniting with her sisters, Sweet Jane, Fat Bottom Betty, and Crazy Alice, the spicy Leather Rose is Mm, the boldest lady of the bunch. This 5x54 Torpedo features a rich Maduro wrapper and proves to be the spiciest of the Deadwood family. Lighting up the Leather Rose will fill your room with her exotic aroma, plus the effortless draw will leave you longing for more. The Deadwood Leather Rose is a 5x54 Torpedo packaged in 24-count boxes and will be shipping in July. For more info, please visit DrewEstate.com. So... Guys, episode mm. 63, mm-hmm. middle of June, mm-hmm. late June. Mm-hmm. We are loving the weather. We are loving stuff going on out there. It's really cool because, you know, even after all this COVID stuff, you guys know, all of our viewers and listeners, you know what's been going on. Uh, fortunately, there are some areas that are starting to open up. There are some, you know, places we can go. Uh, hopefully, you guys have been doing like we've been harping on for the last few months, which is getting out there and supporting your local brick-and-mortar cigar shops. That's really important that we get out there and support them. So, you know, call ahead, find your local brick-and-mortars, find out what their policies are, go in, pick up some cigars. If their lounge is open, take advantage of that. You know, get back in the groove of being in the lounge and and smoking together with your friends and your family uh, and just get out there and support. And honestly, not even just local cigar businesses, you know, restaurants, shops, you know, things like that. We want to support those local businesses because they're really the ones that in the end are going to get hit hardest by this. So, you know, we want to keep those businesses going. And if local business and small business starts to collapse, communities collapse. Yeah. And uh, we got to, we got to get in there and uh, support where we can. Yeah. So there's, you know, uh, there's, there are a few things actually going on. I've seen some people who, um, uh, our buddy Andrew, who's written some articles for HowAboutThatCigar.com, you know, he travels. His job is traveling f- for work, and he was grounded for you know three months, and he's finally back. Pardon my uh, opening this can here. He's uh, finally back, uh, you know, in an airplane, uh, going back out there on the road working again. And you know, for a, a lot of you guys who have you know made your living from traveling. Uh, maybe you've been shut down a little bit, so you know. Hopefully, you're getting back in uh, in the airports again, uh, getting out there and, and working. Um, and um, like we said, there are some, you know, some things that we want to pay attention to out there in the in the business world. And one of those things is definitely supporting those local businesses. And also, there are a few little glimmers of live sports here and there. Uh, and I, you know, I've I've found myself actually going on YouTube. And watching old uh, baseball games, there's a lot of a lot of major league teams actually have been replaying old classic games. The Twins played a lot of old World Series stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and some other teams have been replaying that. So, if you need your sports fix, just just hit up your favorite team on their YouTube or on their Facebook page, and a lot of them are actually replaying classic games. Well, and there's you know, and it's so funny because all of these weird obscure sports are making its way to either YouTube or a lot of different social media people oh, yeah, are yeah. posting stuff. Like there's this uh I mean there's curling 
And then there's the Scottish game hurling. Oh, is that the with the big telephone pole where they they chuck it along with? Or no, is, no, is that not it? No, it's like a cross between lacrosse and soccer and murder because <laughs> it is so fast. The ball is hard, and uh, they have these wooden sticks that are like axes. And you guys do if if you're into YouTube rabbit holes, look up hurling. And uh, it that sounds fun. It is amazing. Well, and it's this, uh, I was thinking of caber toss when you said, oh, yeah, that's where yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. have this big, big long. It's like a telephone <clears throat> pole and they chuck the thing like forever. Right. Um, so, yeah, check out the Scottish uh, the, the Scot- the Scottish games. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> on uh, on YouTube. And we want to also uh, if you've been watching the news at all, um, Mexico had uh, seven point four. Uh, I almost said tornado, uh, earthquake that hit Oaxaca uh, today. And yeah. while the death toll is, you know, thankfully their early detection system got people, yeah. you know, to safety in time, but communities are destroyed uh, in the wake of this earthquake. So let's uh, keep them in our thoughts and prayers. Yeah, absolutely. And um, also before we bring on our special guest this evening, uh, guys, take just a moment, if you would, Share us out to your favorite Facebook cigar groups. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. Uh, you can share it out directly from YouTube as well. Uh, and now I'd like to bring in our special guest. And as always, guys, our special guest segment is brought to you by Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com. They are the Internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. At Corona Cigar Company, they take pride in being cigar fanatics just like you and me. And you'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American, president and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Borshowitz, believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. For more information on all of that, please visit CoronaCigar.com and FloridaSunGrown.com. So, welcome, please, to episode number 63 of How About That Cigar Live, our special guest from Global Premium Cigars, Enrique Sanchez. Welcome to the show, brother. Welcome. Hey, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me back in the show. I'm really honored. Oh, I hope everybody's doing well today. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful day here in Minnesota. We had a rainstorm, but it's you know it's it's been a beautiful week. We're loving life. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, tell tell everybody before we get going into some questions, Enrique. Tell us where you're broadcasting from and what you're smoking with us tonight. Well, right now I am in Miami, Florida. You were talking about Florida. There you go. We are we are we are here in the Sunshine State. And what to today is it was a little bit brutal because it was almost in the 90s. And if you can imagine, it was a, a 91 degree a temperature and almost 100% humidity. It's a tough one to actually enjoy cigars. But either in this or go inside the house, which you're not allowed to smoke cigars. And I have my kids messing around. So it's a, <laughs> uh, well, here, here we are. So we are based here in Miami, Florida. Uh, and of course, you know very well. I'm from in Nicaragua. One of the great cigars are being manufactured today. Absolutely. And what are you smoking? 
Oh, ah, yeah, forgot about that one. Right now, I'm actually smoking a 1502 Ruby Lancero. Oh, the Ruby. You know? Lancero always been my favorite Vitola. So that's, uh, for me, it was a perfect fit tonight. Absolutely. Yeah, Garrett is a Garrett is an absolute uh, Lancero lover as I am as well. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a great vitola. So Garrett, tell us about what you uh, uh, what you snagged for us to smoke on the show today. Well, I want to give a shout out to Omar at Ramsey Cigar Shop in uh, Ramsey, Minnesota. Um, they are the local shop that carries fifteen oh two. To my knowledge, I think they're the only ones that carry fifteen oh two. And I picked up uh, a couple of 1502 XOs, and Matt and I are smoking the uh, Churchill Vitola. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. And and Garrett, tell tell our our listeners and viewers the XOs right there. When mm-hmm. you, when you first when we first took these out of the cello before we lit them up, they they are very pronounced with with aroma even before lighting. I so as soon as I smelled it, it was like a chocolate bar. It was nothing but chocolate. Um, none of the, you know, that barnyard or real tobacco, even the cold draw. If you're not familiar with a cold draw, right after you cut it and you check the resistance, if, you know, it's going to be a tight draw or loose draw, try and pay attention to those flavors because even that cold draw was chocolatey. And that's just, you know, before you light, that's just something that I like to enjoy. Um, haven't smoked enough yet to really get any any flavors. A lot of times those flavors are completely different. But, I mean, just right off uh, outside of the, the cello, this this is going to be fun. Well, um, I want to I definitely want to talk more about um, more about the XO as as uh, as the night goes on. But Enrique, I'd like for you one of the things that we want our listeners and viewers uh, to be able to understand is is to sort of get a picture of your background uh, in premium cigars, and part of that is is you giving us an idea of of the kind of paint us a picture of that first time that you sat down and fired up a, a premium hand rolled cigar and what that was like for you. Well, it, Matt, I mean, I mean, look at my my background. You know, it's uh, a my my grand grandfather was he was he was a in Cuba he was in the tobacco field of course and then my grandfather also as well became with a with a tobacco in Cuba and then no that's that's kidding I mean it has nothing to do with Cuba I was born <laughs> in Nicaragua my family we lived in Nicaragua for over two hundred years so I, I I didn't just become tobacco it's uh, we've been there almost from the <laughs> since everything got started in the year two too remember that. So uh, yes, the the background uh, I've been uh, in different type of business, uh, even from banking, hotels, uh, uh, real estate, uh, all, all over. And, and along the time, I always enjoy cigars. So uh, one time I had a chance, and actually was uh, the one that pushed me to the industry. He probably saw something in me that I didn't see before. And, and you know what? I do thank him very much for the for all all, all the. The help he gave you from the beginning to today, you mean 1502 cigars are being manufactured in a factory, there's no doubt. And, and that's how we get started. So that's when everything is, uh, a, even as long as I said, probably Nicaragua. We're born and raised in Nicaragua, our cigars being manufactured in Nicaragua, and we are very proud to be uh, supporting our Nicaraguan people the best we can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so tell us a little bit also about the you know, the, 
the origins. And this this is a story that I have been fortunate to hear uh, before, but I think it's a great story that that our our viewers and listeners could definitely learn a lot from. The name 1502 Cigars is extremely important. Uh, so 1502. Um, Tell us about that origin story and and why that why that year is important. Well, for, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, it, when we create, we start with that with the, with the blends in the beginning. We came up with a we got three sec- selections. We came up with a, with the blending selection in which the 1890 percent tobacco. So we are we we did a, a 15 to Emerald Ruby and Black Gold breakfast and lunch and dinner as well as we like to call it. But it, once we came with, with the blends and what they were amazing, hey, a great name had to be into it as well. And what a better name that a year that in Nicaragua, year 1502. It was Christopher Columbus and fourth last, true, uh, last trip to America. He was sailing in the Caribbean Sea about to, in a, a big storm about to sink. And he, and he saw this piece of land uh, and he tried to get the closest he came to the piece of land. And when he gets there, sunshine the sun comes out so you know he gets in his knees started thanking god for extra time he got in this wonderful world he just discovered he named that his flame cabo gracias a dios thank god key and and today it's it's a borderline from honduras and nicaragua and that happens in the year 1502 even before it was called nicaragua that was the, in year 1502 was the first time nicaragua was put at a point of reference for that for the old world to discover it so that, that was something very amazing Love it. I love the history of, uh, you know, of cigars and, and origins. Um, Enrique, what I would like to know is where did your family's cigar um, uh, work in the cigar industry really begin? I, I didn't quite get the last one. Sorry. Can you repeat it? No, yeah. Where did so? Who in your family was first to get into the cigar business? Because uh, Nicaragua was a little bit later to much of the you know when people jumped from Cuba to you know they went a lot of them went to Dominican. Some people went to Honduras. For you and your family, what did that look like early on? Uh. It's still there's, there's something missing with, with, with the sound. It, 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 we, when my family gets started in the industry, that's what you asked. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, actually, I'm the first one in the family to to, get, to jump to this industry. I mean, I've always been known my family to be the crazy one. So I guess <laughs> they're, they're right in, in, in a way. So it's uh, a, not that I know none of my family before were into tobacco, not even cigars as, as it is. Uh, it's doing some plantation uh, years, years back then. But uh, as a cigar brand itself, as a premium cigar brand, it, I'm the first one of my generation. And hopefully, uh, I will be having three kids uh, after me, and hopefully, at least one follow up the footsteps. That yeah. I will be very honored for that. Do you uh, do you happen to remember um, the first time you sat down with a premium cigar? Do you happen to even remember what it was that you lit up? Uh, that that story it's a very embarrassed tearing away because uh, I was uh, probably was I was backpacking in in Europe and I was actually in Spain in Madrid at the train station in Madrid ready to catch a train to go to uh, Toledo I remember that one and I 
I was in high school at the time, so I was in in in, in packing for my summer was a, a cousin of a friend of mine. Uh, I was uh, smoking cigarettes in the time, which and I'm very proud of that one. But I see, I was sitting down in the train station, and I see all you know all the gentlemen passing by with the cigars, and you know, like you know, I'm here in Europe. Why not? Let me try. So I go to the to the back place in, in, in near the train station, and ask for the cheapest cigar they have in the, in the house. Okay, now you have to remember, I'm in a school budget, so either either I buy the cheap cigar or I lunch the next day. So I got the cheapest cigar. Went back to to, to to my seat in, in the train station. In that time, you, you're allowed to smoke in, in, in the station, even the trains. Uh, and so I, I was trying to lit my cigar. And it was terrible. I mean, it was you couldn't even enjoy it. And, and, and after like maybe half an hour of trying to to work it out, and you know, I said, you know, this is not for me. I threw it away. So it was like a year after when and I was in my house in Managua, and one of my uncles, my uncle Jose Loy, comes in with the Romeo Romeo Julieta Church from Cuba. And, and I'm like, well, you know what? Let me let me give it a second second chance. So and you know he told me, oh, you know how to how to cut it, how to light it. I'm sorry, how to what? <laughs> <laughs> how to cut it? You know? I'm like, oh, maybe that was the problem I had in Spain. So you know, after that, like I said, it was a very much a true story. I mean, that's it happens, yeah. and, and I'm sure that happens to many other new new news out there in which they. They experienced that and yeah. it never, it never been told. And for that point, I, I tried the best to be learned how I educate myself, educate my palate. It's very important for me how to how to do things better, better and better and better. So the actually the first cigar that I actually smoked was a Rome Julieta Churcho from mm. Cuba. Yes, that was back in Managua, Nicaragua. That's that's a great story, and and it's it's honestly you're not wrong when you say a lot of people probably have that same experience the first mm -hmm. time they don't they maybe they buy a cigar and without talking to a salesperson or you know they don't they don't know any better and they try to smoke a cigar and it won't draw it won't draw because you don't cut the cigar and I guarantee there's got to be plenty of people every year who try their first premium cigar. And think that they well, hate it because they can't get any tell you, out of it. The, the best, the, the best story that I've seen about that one is a, a young gentleman working in a cigar lounge. I'm not gonna say where. And he's now he buys his cigar. Everybody he knows he's he's a rookie, and he comes sit down. He's trying to figure it out, and he comes and he that he does figure it out that he has to cut it. I guess he was a little bit smarter than me. So he he goes cut it in one end and put the cigar back in the, in the other end in their mouth and try to lit it. <laughs> we were like, okay, no, 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 stop it. So that's not how it goes. It goes backwards. <laughs> well, and, and for uh, full transparency, uh, I would like to admit that that only do, that doesn't just happen to new smokers because uh, last week <laughs> on our show. Yeah, live here on the show. Live on the show. And I went back and watched it, and I am such an idiot. Um, you know, we're already talking to the guest. I'm excited about the cigar we're about to smoke. I'm sitting here toasting it. And then I go to draw on it and I realize I haven't cut it yet. And so I did one of the, under, okay. the under the table. And I know that there are those who say you can, you know, um, the Cuban way is the three match before you cut. So you hit it with three matches cut and then it should draw. But 
that was not my intention at all. <laughs> it was he just forgot to cut. I just well, forgot. You know what? Craig, it happens because I do all the time the Q and way because I was I experienced. I was told by, by Cubans mm-hmm. uh, that uh, how to how to enjoy a cigar at the beginning. And to today, I do that. I always light my cigar and not burn. Light my cigar and then I cut. And, and you see a big difference when you do that because that when you cut a cigar at first and then you light it, there's always an, a, 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 a smooth escapes from the top, and that influences you. But when you take the patience and you have the time and you can leave the well, and then you cut and then you do the first first draw, you feel a lot more flavors to it in, in, in the cigar. So you know, I recommend I, that you, you, you next time with no accident you do that. I'd like to do that back to back. You know, um, yeah. with cigars and 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 test that out. And I know I've I've done that with cedar spills, too, to see if <clears throat> lighting with a, a lighter or matches versus a cedar spill to see if they're if I can pick up on it. Yeah, I really don't. You know, for the cedar spill, um, or at least I haven't found a cigar that takes on any of that uh, cedar flavor. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and Enrique, you can probably talk about this too. I think part of it is maybe a mental thing. You know, if you light, mm-hmm. if you light a cigar with a piece it, of cedar. No, it, no. Yeah. I do. It, 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 it would have feels it, it, a good friend of mine. He, he, he makes them as well. And, and I try to do them most, the most frequent that I can. And the point is that you're not going to get the flavor of the wood in the cigar. Is that 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 there's no influence whatsoever in that fire that you use it. There's no chemicals. There's nothing there. So you're lighting the cigar perfectly as it should be, uh, compared to a, a bottle of gas and a lighter, in which sometimes it does have a little bit of that of the, of the aroma of, of the not aroma that the, the flavor of, of the butane. So with the cedar spill, it, it does protect your cigar for you to enjoy it better. Now it's gonna. It's not gonna add nothing to it, and that's the point. It nothing, nothing to be added to it. It's to take away everything else, so your cigar itself is perfect for you to enjoy. Yeah. So tell us about you know you you mentioned a little bit ago, and this is something I've always loved about uh, your core line is is the way that you laid it out for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I think that's a great way to think about it, and and it's also mm-hmm. a, you know something that. A lot of cigar smokers, um, especially if they're maybe newer, not not brand new to cigars, but if they're if they're still learning about what they like and what they like to smoke during different times of the day, the way that you lay out the breakfast, lunch, and dinner thing, I think, is really important because you know you you can smoke that emerald in the morning, you know, and then and then tell us about the that progression, you know, between the breakfast, lunch, and dinner cigars and and what brought that about. Sure. Look, it's, it, my portfolio is well developed. Let's say, for example, a scotch. When you go to to to, to a spirit a, a store, uh, you, you want to go get a scotch. You as you, you have the option. You got the blended scotch. You got the single the single malt, and as well. You got the something very rare scotch. So uh, our, our portfolio, fifteen on two cigars, is developed that way as well. You get the blending selection, in which is fifteen on two emerald, ruby, and black gold, and in short, those are the ones you were referring to it. Uh, that when you have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But those are 80, 90% Nicaraguan tobacco in it. There's something else to give the perfect touch in that aspect. And then, of course, you got our Nicaraguan selection. And with a pure Nicaraguans, like a single malt, uh, but, and then you have 52 Nicaragua, and then you have 52 Blue Sapphire there in that category. 
And then, of course, the one you are going to enjoy right now, and which is a masterpiece, it's the 512XO. Now, in the blending selection, the, it, 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 I remember when I came out with, the, with the, the, the blending selection as well, all three blends, and people told, wait a second, you're not Cuban, you, you don't come from a, a, a tobacco background whatsoever. I don't know where you come out with three different blends. Are you crazy? And I'm like, well, I like variety. I like to have my breakfast cigar, which is 512MR. I love to have my afternoon cigar, if it's 512 Ruby, and after dinner cigar, which is 512 Black Gold. It all depends what you feel in the mood for. You know, sometimes you, you can chief fence around. I like to start my morning with something a little more less strong, a little something more less strong, uh, but with, with with a flavor characteristic in which it's part of the signature. And doesn't matter what line you pick up from from, from 15 cigars, you're always gonna feel that. That that's that, that's part of our specialty. So that was the concept on the beginning. So you have three different part of the day, three different type. And, and, and besides, not everybody likes to smoke full body. Not everybody likes to smoke a, a mild cigar. A, so it, you always have something there to choose from. It's really hard not to find something that you would be very pleased with it in yeah. the beginning. And if you like something, a pure Nicaragua, you, you have two beautiful, two other beautiful options. You have two Nicaragua, in which you have tobacco for all the four regions that we grow tobacco in Nicaragua. You got Jalapa, Condega, Esteli, and Ometepe all in one blend. And none of the region hmm. actually stands out. It's Nicaragua as one. It's, it, it, that's one of the most beautiful things, uh, or the most complex uh, uh, blends that we have after the XO, of course. And then, of course, 1512 Nicaragua, uh, or sorry, Blue Sapphire, it definitely does not have Ometepe, it has the other three regions, but it's a little more boggy, a little more uh, 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 character in the, in the flavor, of course. Uh, even people told me, you know what? Hey, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, the blue sapphire, the blueberry one. I'm like, what do you mean the blueberry one? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know, you taste it in, in, in the first aroma you taste, it, it tastes like blueberries. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? It's like, yeah, and when you start hearing that from many other people at the same time, different states and different places. And I'm like, whoa, wait a second. And somebody told me, look, when you get a, 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 a box of, of fresh blueberries and you open it, that aroma, the freshness, it's just about the same aroma you get from the first puff in the 15 or two blue sapphire and i'm like okay that's for me it tastes like more like a, a, a jalapa a, 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 a and condea combined as one but you know it's everybody has their their, 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 their palette different in, in the aspect and they always ask me so how do you get the blueberries in the blue sapphire <laughs> i was like joe well, of course and Nica in nicaragua we got blues a, a, a blueberries in every corner <laughs> we don't even know what colors are blueberries in nicaragua <laughs> <laughs> So, Enrique, how involved in the blending process are you? Uh, do you do you have a blender that you say this is the kind of flavor that I want? Or when you're developing a new cigar, how involved in that blending process do you get? You know, it's very interesting because I do not have a process. Indeed, it is. Uh, the other day, somebody asked me, "How do you get the flavors?" And the result was very, very simple. So I, I don't look for the flavors when I'm blending a cigar. That's, that's for me, it's the last part of it. That, 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 that's most of the time, the flavors find you. You don't find the flavors mm. when, when you try to experience in, 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 as it goes. It, it, so when, when I'm there and sitting down and working my head and see what can work better, what, I'm not thinking about, oh, this is going to taste like this, it's going to taste the other way around. I just think of, of how, what, what tobacco itself can go to be better and how can we make make it even better in, in, in a way so that's for me is uh, everything uh, it starts with a concept 
And that's, the, for me, is very important. You know, like I told you, Emma, Rui, Black Gold, there he goes, three concerts, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Then mm -hmm. in 15 to Nicaragua, that concert from the, from the beginning, it was when my wife told me she was pregnant for my youngest one, and the Fernando. So I was born in Nicaragua, my wife was born in Nicaragua, and my kid was born here in the United States. So I want to create a cigar that, that screens Nicaragua, and so, so for, him, for him, never forget his roots. And, and that's why I said it has to be all four, four regions of Nicaragua, combined as one, and now the region can stand, stands out. Now, balance it and, and, and look for, for, for that experience is, is the big, biggest uh, thrill in, in this adventure. I mean, even the EXO, which you enjoy, I, I knew uh, what I'm looking for, but I could not taste it, I cannot see it, I cannot smell it. But when you find it, you're like, oh, there is, that's the one, exactly. Of course, that took me over almost four years or over three years in the process. Of, of of getting getting to the right blend with a limitation of 18 year old tobacco and out of the five tobacco we use in that blend for our 18 year old tobacco and different ones it's not like like oh there's the same 18 year old tobacco no 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 there's four different 18 year old tobacco in that one so it, it, it's really hard that's what that's why i said okay i want to create something beautiful the thing is not there and let me let me see how it goes with each tobacco and that's when you start working with, with those limitations. So like I said, everything start with a concept. Flavor, they'll find you later on in, in the aspect. Or, or, or they even tell you, you know what? Don't even think about releasing the cigar because it does not worth it. But that's, that's when you find it in the end. But start with a concept. That's a great way to put it. I, I, I yeah. don't think I've ever heard anybody put it that way before. And I like, I like the mm -hmm. way you phrase it. It's you don't find the flavors. The flavors find you. And I really, I really like that a lot um, because every smoker's palate is different and every smoker is going to smell different aromas. I mean, you'll, you'll definitely, with experienced smokers, you'll get a lot of people who say the similar things, but I really like that, that the flavors mm -hmm. find you. I think that's, I think that's pretty important. Well, it's you. I mean, even Matt, Matt, it's actually very important. It's that a flavor, it's a reminder of something that you tried before in your life. The more frequently you have the flavor, is the more it gets stuck in you, in you subconscious, unconscious. So when you, you cannot say it tastes like blueberries if you have never tried blueberries before. Yeah. And, and for example, in Nicaragua, we have a lot of different flavor profiles that here, here in the United States, or well, even here in the United States. I mean, if you go uh, Texas or the middle of the United States or east, west, or north, it's completely different flavor profiles. Mm -hmm. So uh, when somebody is smoking a cigar, see if somebody can pick up one flavor compared to the other one. You right. can pick somebody, some other flavor. That's one of the things I, I, I don't, when people tell me what it tastes like. And it always struggles to give it an answer because it's like I can blow your experience if I tell you what it's gonna like. What, what I can tell you, you the strength profile and how do you, how do you balance it? And for everything else, I prefer you to to make your your decision in the aspect. Yeah, and this I want to talk a little bit about this cigar that Garrett and I are enjoying right now, the XO, because <laughs> like you mentioned. You know, four four out of the five tobaccos in this blend are eighteen year old tobaccos. So that means that means that before the cigar is even rolled, the cigars were harvested eighteen years prior to the cigar even being rolled. Which is, if you if you try to wrap your head around it, I mean, my my oldest son is eighteen years old. He just graduated from high school. So to think about tobaccos yep. that where the 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 priming was plucked off the plant the year that my son was born. 
it's 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 kind of amazing to wrap your head around that and that's also one of the reasons obviously that that the XO is is made in smaller batches because it's 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 not easy to I'm sure it's not easy to source tobaccos that are 18 years old is that right Well in the XO it was something very unique in the experience and and uh, uh and I got a little inspired about you know how the blue uh, blue label from Johnny Warren I believe a uh, uh, blue label I think is uh, the, the the black label it used around 23 or, or, or 30 something different scotch it's it's a blended scotch yeah. so the the uh, the blue label it's it's a blended scotch as well so what you pro one of the problems they had in Johnny Walker it's that every year uh, they got the production the barrels all in in, in the warehouse and master blender sets you know this is how much we're going to produce he comes out and and and, and start trying the different ones and to, and to he gets the, the blending right because he had to reblend every production he had to reblend it back again so and he got it right and said okay this this is how many barrels of this one we're going to be using and this is how many barrels of that one we're going to be using this one this one this one this one so what happens after after that production goes they're always left over barrels in the back so if you can imagine after after uh, 20 30 years of, of, of doing this you have an entire warehouse completely or 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 a small batch, a small or a few barrels in which you cannot do anything with it because you cannot mass produce them. So when I heard the story, I'm like, wait a second. I work with one of the biggest and greatest tobacco growers in, in the world, in which is Placencia. I have the problem as well. They have a very premium tobacco in which has been stored, put in the back, and but the, the, the big company cannot mass produce them. But myself, as a boutique company, I can work with see what you have so they were very nice to let them open open the door for me i can go in and start seeing the different tobacco and get into the to, to the to the point in which we are working in, in that one aspect actually right now sorry i have i have my my oh okay great all right perfect look come here come here see we're in the view everybody's watching us all right say hello I, I love that shirt. Justice League. Oh, yes. <laughs> so so the idea of that for, for them is to find the, the tobacco and say, okay, this is what we have. We cannot work out of, out of this range because this is the only thing we have. Let's talk about quantities. That's even before it's done doing the, the blending. Because if you don't have the right quantity, I mean, you can always make a great masterpiece once. How can you reproduce it in time? To be able to do that, you have to add the six, the 18, the 17, the 16, the, the 15, and the ropes. So when this batch it works out, the other batch works in. So all those narrows your, 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 your options of what uh, or the, or the raw materials you can use in, in that aspect. And now this is what we have. How can we make something great? And then comes the fun part. And that's when you start try error, try error, try error. And, and, and I'm not the most, like I said, I was not born in the tobacco, in the tobacco industry. I don't have the, 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 the decades and decades of experience in this field. So for me to be able to do this is time. So, yeah. Okay, make me this batch. Uh, this, this is the blend. Make me the, a batch. Uh, make different, different, different prototypes. Put it, put it in, 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 my, in, my, in my humidor. Leave it there. Six months after, here's me trying one, and then trying another one, and see how it goes in time. And then you get to a point that you know it's now we need, we need something better in the aspect, and then you start 
blending in the process. And that's why in, in my case, it takes a lot more time for me to blend something because I like to take my time in that aspect. Yeah. Uh, we will be 10 years in, in, in the industry. So we come out, with, we, we're working in, in a new, a, a new, of course, a new cigar, a new blend. Uh, and that's, uh, if I ha we have been working for a few years already. So that's, it, 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 that's, part, that's part of my doing things, taking the time to actually do it. If people is going to take the, the time and the effort to come and look for one of my cigars, the less thing I can do is guarantee that, that I did the testing before them. And yeah. I, when I tell you it's ready, it is perfect as it should be. Yeah. And that's, that's fantastic. One of the things that I, I want to know, and this, this really goes to the point you just made, which is, you know, that the fact that you, um, you know, you have, uh, less experience, let's say, than, than a lot of other people, you know, families who grew up in tobacco fields and generations and generations before them. So when you first got into starting out Global Premium Cigars, and, you know, I'm sure that you went, uh, I would think, I, I would imagine that you you learned about different cigar factories and different uh, different cigar people in the industry in Nicaragua. So what was the process like for you when you were selecting people to help you with the project, when you were selecting a factory to work on the project and people to help with the blends and things like that? What did that process look like for you? Well, I mean, for me, it was it was just a fun experience in the beginning. I never thought of myself doing this. And actually, when I had the meeting with Donato Placencia, I had another business idea. So I'm there pitching the idea to him. And he's very calm. He just leads him to me as like... After like probably less than 20 minutes, he stops me and says, Enrique, that this is not going to go anywhere. I'm like, why not? You know, I'm trying to persuade him and try to convince him. And, and, and he's like, Enrique, don't waste your time. Don't waste my time. This is not going to go anywhere. And then he turns the table on me. So what do I make you own cigar? You like cigars. We got all the tobacco here that you can imagine. Are we out here to help you out doing everything? And I'm like, but I don't know anything about, uh, I know what, if I like a cigar or not, but I don't know anything about, about, about tobacco itself. And said, like, well, the good thing that you do come to me, and I do know that. So I think I, I, I can teach you, and if you have the patient, we can work together until you create something great. So I remember he put me in the, in the room with the two master blenders. They had Ricardo and Ivan. Ivan is not longer with Placencia, but Ricardo is still there. And I remember walking in and told the guys, hey, I'm sorry, I've been smoking cigars in I don't know how many years already, but I don't know anything about tobacco. So start from scratch. Teach me after you would teach a, a five-year-old kid. So and they were so patient, or, 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 or show me the ropes. What it was how the tobacco, how a cigar is, is combined. What what part of, 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 of the tobacco plant? And everybody is going to sequelero of all the four regions. It's okay now. You know what? That's even before even even trying to blend or smoking. I mean, just seeing the texture, the smell, the the the. the the, the aroma or each or the part of the leaf or each part of the region of Nicaragua. And then, you know, see the combustion. You, you put, you put a, a, a matches and you down and see the ring, how far it goes, really, uh, the one, the other one. And then you start learning, oh, you know, it's not just putting tobacco together. No, each tobacco has completely different uh, atmosphere, completely different characteristic. It's how we put them together that they actually work. So uh, uh, all that is part of the, oh, here it comes the instructor again. <laughs> okay, we keep to Okay, uh, go inside because it's still, it's still in the middle. Leaving. All right. So uh, <laughs> all, all that, all that is, is part, is part of the process. I think yeah. it means to buy something. Stand down for me. Miquito, después hablamos, okay? 
Okay. We can both relate. We both have kids. Absolutely. No issues here at all. Quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) There's actually uh, a really great. So, like I was saying, so all all this process, all, all this process, it took a while. It took a lot. So when we get to the point of actually, and I told this is the concept we want. I want my breakfast cigar, I want my lunch cigar, and I want my dinner cigar. And they say, okay, what characteristics you want in, 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 in your, in your uh, breakfast cigar, for example? It was something uh, mild, but not that mild. It's something it has to be, uh, I, was, I was aiming for three or four at a scale of 10. And, and it's something I can enjoy with my, my cappuccino, with my coffee in the morning, right after breakfast. But very important for me, it has to have that complexity. It has to have a, a characteristic. It has to be rich in flavor. So that's when we start working, working in different, in different products, different prototypes. So I was living in Nicaragua at that time, so it was easy for me to go back and forward from Managua to Esteli because we live in Managua, and and learn and and have the patience of, of, of waiting and waiting and waiting until we find that, that the right blend for 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 each of the line. And after that, of course, you know the marketing mode kicks in, and you know walking to United States with two luggage full cigars to do the marketing test. And you know they asked me in, in, in customs, do you get any any cigarettes, any alcohol? I didn't lie. I said no, I do not because I only have cigars here. So you know I did a marketing test and everything went up to the chart, and then everything else uh, followed after that one. But in yeah. the process, it, it, like I said, for the beginning, it started with the concept, and it was really tough because I don't know exactly what to do. I was I had a good teacher, a good guidance, and to today I still work with them. But at the same time, I do feel that that we got lucky. In, in many aspects with the bling itself. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's part of a lot of, you know, success stories is, mm-hmm. you know, there's, you, 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 you work hard, you learn from people who really understand the materials that they're working with. And then you add in a little bit of luck and that goes a long way. Definitely. Um, we've got a great question actually here from one of our viewers. I'm going to pull up on screen. Um, and I think we're talking about the 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 aged tobaccos. Uh, Aaron wants to know: Aren't you losing flavors after that many years of aging? Is there a limit to where you get a diminishing return? Well, Eric, it's all depends how that cigar is being aged. I mean, there in, in wine, in, in, in many other products, every everything has its peak in life. And everything eh, 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 after that it goes down. Before that, it's not the, the best moment to do so. Tobacco is just no different in the aspect. That's why uh, eh, you always have to be looking eh, eh, for that premium eh, tobacco when it's out there. But the problem is, is in that process, in the in the, in the in the time frame that you have, how the tobacco was storage. You know, if you put if, if you can have the tobacco here and, 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 and slow age it, how do you do that? You apply less heat to it. Remember, you, the part of the fermentation is about a heat, and that's when you you got to change in the release. But if you do that without applying less heat, you ha- you, you you can you can uh, I call that it's, uh, extend a little bit more of, of the part. So it's it's low age in the process. Now, if you want to have a, a tobacco in which everybody else does it, in which it's normal, it's like a three, four, five years the most, it's out in the market. And that's the regular time that they take because what they do is they put it in the, in the pails with, with, with you know all the cover with all the heat and they start seeing the humidity and see the transfer. So it, it ferments a lot faster in that aspect. So it's yeah. it, it's a process. Now when that part goes, how do you storage those those those, those pilates those those, uh, 
bells of tobacco yeah. is very important. How much humidity you're going to apply to that one versus how uh, how also you're going to be checking in that one. So if in, in those 18 years, if there's a mistake here, you will see it in the in, in, in the last part of, 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 of the joint of the cigar. So you have to be very careful. The mathematic every day checking that it should be as it should be. So you can do that. Now, there are some tobaccos in which they drop a lot faster than others. There's no doubt. You, one of the great examples I always put is a, a Cubans. Habanos, after 10 years, if you try them, most likely there's nothing there. Or, 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 almost, or almost everything is gone. In Nicaragua in itself, it, it holds a little bit more in that aspect. And so that's, that's a good thing to be working with, Nicaraguan tobacco in that, in, in that. So it, 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 you, can, you, can, you can always work in, that, in the details. But there, uh, every tobacco is you can aim for 18 years old. No, you cannot. Not every tobacco it, it works for that long. Yeah, that's a great point, and it is. It really does go all the way back to, from what I've learned at least. It yeah, it, like you said, it goes it goes all the way back to the way the tobacco is handled from the very beginning, from from the way it's planted, where it's planted, uh, the way it's harvested, the way it's cured, the way it's fermented, and then the way it's stored and if there if there are mistakes made along yeah. along the way, that can definitely affect uh, the lifespan of a of a of a leaf. And uh, but fortunately, I mean, like you said, the the Placencia family are such experts when it comes to uh, when it comes to tobacco, and they 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 know it in their I mean deep down, and and they they have learned over over decades. Uh, how to get the most out of the tobacco leaves that they grow and that they uh, that they yeah. process. Great question, Aaron. Yeah, great question. Um, so a, a little bit about, I want to know, um, and I want to give our viewers and listeners a little bit of an idea about, and I'm going to see if I pronounce the name of this cigar right. It's, it's the Cachitos, is that what it's called? The small... Uh, uh, the the little guy that comes in the ten count bundles. Tell us a little bit about that cigar. Well, Cachito is it, 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 the only one. It's not under fifteen or two cigars brand itself in the portfolio. It's a different different brand. Yeah. So Cachito in in Latin America, when you say hey, dame un Cachito, is give me a little one. That's exactly what it means. Mm -hmm. So we want to create something in something that it's a great blend. But it's for the 30, 40 minutes time you have to smoke a cigar. You know, if you have, if you only have that time, you want to get a robusto, you want to get a toro or a church. Most most likely, you're gonna leave a, a lot of the cigars right there. And you know, I really hate that part. So I, I was working to make that something specific to, to for, for that side. Now uh, the beauty of that one is that uh, uh, is that in most of the factories, the reason they have the small small cigars. Is that is the normally is what they use for the leftovers. Okay. Once they have finished all the everything out of the production, whatever is left, they can use it for small cigars, and you know, I can they can still stretch their the rough materials to the market. So you know, they, they they don't lose that much money. In this case, it was quite different. That's why we're paying a little bit more premium. That is, there's no short filler. It's always long filler, and it was and that blend is specific for uh, for that that size uh, as as it is. So it's it's the only one. It's not making Placencia. Actually, it's in diamonds in, in, in Barrera cigars. 
uh, now, uh, and, and they are the ones who have been working in, in Dublin. Actually, it was, a, uh, it was a last month, we got 91 rated on uh, the top 10 cigars oh, 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 in Cigar Journal, if I'm not mistaken, was Cachito. So we were very proud of that one. And the beauty is that is Nicaragua and Honduras tobacco in one. Was, like I said, in Nicaragua Honduras was no borders. Yeah. And it's a, it, it really is a nice... Um, it's a nice little cigar, and you were kind enough a couple of years ago at the uh, b- before the cigar actually released. Um, uh, you gave me one at the Nicaraguan Cigar Festival, and and I sent you some you know thoughts about it after uh, I got home uh, back to the states and and smoked that cigar. And it really is a nice short cigar. When like you said, if you're limited on time, uh, lots of flavor, uh, extremely good burn performance. So. Uh, that's one I would recommend to people definitely. I mean, all all the lines definitely I would recommend. But but if you're looking for a a, a short cigar, if you're limited on time, uh, a bundle of those cachitos is 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 worth the investment. Absolutely. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, obviously with uh, the lockdown and and uh, the quarantine and everything. Most events are canceled, you know, whether it's cigar events, um, the big trade show is canceled. Uh, prior to the trade show announcing the that the cancellation, were you still planning on going to the trade show? And uh, what are you doing, um, you know, in since there is no trade show, uh, how are you working together with your retail partners uh, and your consumers to uh, continue to stay engaged with them? Well, I mean, it's well, of course we were going to go to the trade show. We have been going to the trade show since uh, was that two thousand nine, if I'm not mistaken, or eleven. I can't remember which, which which was it. It was Orlando. It was uh, IPCP Orlando. Okay. At that time, we always coming back, coming back, coming back. It's great time uh, not only to sales, but also to to have all the industry under one roof, see all friends and at the same time. So it's a great time. As, and especially at, at these times in which trying to run away from the house with all the kids, that's beautiful, let's go. But since that cannot happen anymore, we have to find all the ways. I mean, we're always in touch with our, our, our top accounts, there's no doubt, all of our accounts, we try to reach out to them, basically see how things are doing, how can we do to support, how can we do to help. Uh, I know uh, a lot of shops, they're struggling, like everybody else right now in this industry. And see how if we can put a little bit or a little grain in, in in there to help. That will be that's the best we can do. Uh, good thing is about social media. Social media has been a big difference from the beginning. Uh, maybe that didn't didn't help. It was not much different 10, 20 years ago. But right now, since I started through social media, I have been able to reach out to many other uh, friends, uh, consumers, clients. Uh, now in the United States, worldwide. And, that, and and that's the beauty of it. So uh, oh, like we're doing right now, I mean, since we cannot sit down and smoke a cigar together, but you can be in Minnesota, we're going to be here in Miami and we can be enjoying seeing each other and, and sharing our experience in that aspect. So uh, will that industry change? I believe it has changed for many years and will continue to be changing. I think not only the tobacco industry have changed, I think many other industries have changed. And would they come back to, 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 to as what before? I don't think so. I think we have to be looking forward and to see how to evolve and, and move forward and, 
I'm trying to get ahead of, of how can we do that. Uh, we're going to stop uh, smoking cigars because of this. No, I don't think so. That's definitely no. Uh, and when they do, uh, we will be there to, to help them to have the best experience that we. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, you know, I, I want to get an idea because not just with quarantine and, and all that, but before all that, you know, the in the United States, which is the biggest consumers of premium cigars or the most number is in the United States. And the FDA is trying to do what it's trying to do when it comes to, uh, you know, shutting down the premium cigar industry. So tell us a little bit about, you know, coming from Nicaragua and it, Nicaragua meaning as much as it does to you. Give give our listeners and our viewers an idea of how much the premium cigar industry means to the people of Nicaragua, because there are so many people that that gain their livelihood from the premium cigar industry. And um, get, give us an idea of, of what that means to the people in Nicaragua. Well, just to give you an example, it, it direct and indirect to a tobacco in Nicaragua, there is easily, what, 55,000 people living uh, out, of, out of the industry directly and direct. Now, that is the main, the main provider of the house. And each house in Nicaragua, you, it, it, it's from, from five to even sometimes even 10 people in the house. So you can multiply that by five or 10. So that's, that's how much of the impact that the society will have in Nicaragua. So if, for example, here in United States, I know there is a big issue with immigration. I beg uh, people not to come over or find a way how to come over if they're, don't, if they're not making a living or, or their kids are dying in, in, in the country because there's no jobs or, or something else. So uh, able to, to keep the jobs here in, in Nicaragua, at least in this industry, it, what it will do is going to stop part of the immigration products that you guys have here in the United States. And that, that definitely would help things over there to go down. I mean, there's no reason for people trying to find a way here if they're making a decent living over there. And that's that's for sure. So it, it does affect Nicaragua as it all completely. Not only the heart, the, the, the people working directly in, in the aspect, but also as, as the, in, in the economy as well. Remember, Nicaragua is very known for uh, exporting rough materials. Uh, we're great doing uh, shooting meat, uh, tobacco itself. But how many brands Nicaragua export as it is today? Of course, you got from the canyon, which in 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 in, in Rome is is one of the best rums in the world. And then, of course, you have the other diversification in which you see in all the magazines every year popping out, popping out, Nicaragua, 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 which is all the different tobacco brands that you see out there. So now it's Nicaragua as itself. It's important to have a, 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 a consumer end product is, is, is screaming the name Nicaragua out there. So yeah. all that, if that goes, it definitely is going to affect our country. That's, that's, there's no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, for the for the people that we talk to about the premium cigar industry and about FDA regulations and uh, each of us as even as just individual uh, premium cigar consumers, you know, doing our part to uh, get the word out about uh, FDA over regulation and things like that, because it really does affect so many more people than just ourselves. It affects more people than just our local shop owners. It affects more people than just um, than we can even imagine. Mm-hmm. If you look at Nicaragua and all the people who are who are uh, uh, 
have a roof over their heads because of the premium cigar industry. Look at Dominican Republic. Look at Honduras. It's uh, uh, there. There's a there's a lot of people affected by it, and uh, we want people to keep that in their heads when they think about regulation and when they think about ways that we can each get involved uh, and and continue to spread the word and to um, make sure the government knows that we have no we have no need for this overregulation of premium cigars definitely well i mean the problem with this math is that throwing ourselves a same pile of tobacco as it is and of course tobacco right now is it's it's a it's a it's a i say it goes you have a bad taste in society as it is oh tobacco but they don't see the difference between how to use a, a, a how compare a, a cigarettes versus a a, a, a cigar and which, right. first of all, cigarette, cigars, that, that you never see a kid smoking a cigar. A cigar. That's, that's a, a, a jokeish one. First of all, because they're not pleading to them. Second of all, because they can afford it. Uh, the other part is that before we used to go to, to the, uh, buy a cigar and we used to go to the bar to smoke anywhere else. Now we can't. So we, we limit all the places we can go. So, but in, in a way, that's good because it has unite us together. Uh, because now you have to share the moment in the lounge as well. So you get to meet wonderful people. So that experience, in, in my aspect, has has gone positive in that. But now it's trying to get the the, the FDA or regulators to understand that this is not something that it's. Uh, it's uh, a harmful as, as many other products they would like to put there as tobacco itself. And besides, when you tell me that you start regulating tobacco and you start legalizing marijuana, I'm like, wait a second, what, what, what are we doing here? This is the, like the, the tomorrow's here. You know, I have of that. If you want to enjoy whatever you want to enjoy, it's up to you. But don't, don't regulate me and liberalize the other one. In which, yeah. that, that's, not, that's, not, that's not where it should be. Right uh, and, and and also in the in the in tobacco itself, I mean it's uh it, it has been uh, how many people have you seen that actually cigars uh, uh, until they were ninety even hundred years and they smoke every day cigars 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 and nothing bad happens cigarettes on the other hand for example yeah it's really high if you if you go to fifties uh, sixties. So that that's 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 a that's a big big. Uh, I always put an example. You know, you know how how, how many uh, attempts to death uh, uh, on his life uh, Fidel Castro had, in, 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 you know, it's in the Guinness record. Right? It was three hundred and something or five hundred and something. The only thing that the CIA should have done is convince him to stop smoke cigars and smoke cigarettes. Yeah, it would have made their, their life that easier in the aspect. I mean, that guy it was all the pressure he had. You know, he lived what. It was a hundred, hundred, I guess, something around the time, and and, and you tell me, it's, well, I'm sure it's the, they're not the best product it is, but there are many others in which they are very conscious as well, like young folks sold us. Yeah. So. so, one question we like to ask people, and it's a very tough question to answer, uh, because we know how much each one of your blends means to you and how much you love each one, but. If you uh, if if you had to choose, if you were stuck on a desert island and and could choose to only have, you know, uh, a, a stash of a few dozen boxes of one of the cigars from fifteen oh two, which which one would you choose to have always with you? You know, uh, 
five years ago, I could not answer that one because I would say I would have to choose between one of my kids who I like the most, and that's a tough one. But now I can I can answer that with no question. I go to 51 XO any time, anywhere. That's it's a masterpiece. If it, is that would be the only cigar that would like, I'll go for that one, no, no doubt. The yeah. problem with the XO is that it's really hard to find. You know, people yeah. always be, oh, you know, it's really hard to find. It's like, yeah, it's really hard to get it here in my house too. It's don't, don't think I have the old 52 XO this year. Mm-mm. Doesn't work like that. That's that. That's it. Once it's limited, it's limited. Once it's gone, it's gone. I mean, I have a. I don't know how many demands in Europe, and yeah, I want the XO. It's like, can't. I wish I have a, a, a two million boxes to sell to you. So yeah. I can't. I don't have it. Well, and it's so in in going off of the same uh, analogy as as the others, you know, from as far as breakfast, lunch, and dinner goes. This the the XO. It, as much as it has a lot of richness to it and a lot of depth, this is still a cigar that you could easily smoke in the morning with espresso or coffee, and the flavor of the cigar will still come through. The flavor of the coffee or espresso will still come through. They'll balance each other out. This this is not a cigar. I mean, as as special as the XO is and as limited as it is, this is still a cigar that you could smoke any time of the day. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, either in the morning with coffee or in the afternoon if you want to have a scotch or, or rum later on, perfect. It doesn't matter at what time you enjoy it. Uh, and just an update from me on this cigar: I've really just been sitting back enjoying the cigar and the conversation. But like Matt said, the rich flavors in this thing are are ridiculous. Um, if you guys get a chance, um, look for this cigar. This XO is is absolutely special, and it and it's and it's worth the higher price point um, because construction wise, draw flavors. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's really good. I love it. It, it one one of, the, one of the reason we call it the masterpiece. You know, I was like we were talking about that one in Nicaragua with, with music. Uh, a, a few years ago, it's it's like a symphony. When it starts, you know, it's I, for the first draw. You see the lot of all the string, a lot of the power, just like hit you, and you're like, oh, my, I'm, I'm, I think I'm gonna enjoy this one. But that melts right away, and little by little, the the, the, the flavors start, and the complexion, the flavors start working their way, and the string, little by little, and the knee start working away. So you you have the curve. It drops here. And, and and then little by little, united, stay united, and to the point, and they all meet back again. And so it's just about the the, the, the second third. It's yeah. like a symphony. You know, when you start with a symphony, you know, and everything starts disorganized, and you like, okay, slow down, okay, uh, uh, violins a little bit. And now put, put this one. Now put this, one, and you start arm it together, 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 together. You get up to the point that boom, there it goes the symphony, and that's yeah. the beauty of it. That's very, very, very familiar in, in the XO, and which I've never seen, I never experienced in any other cigar. That that, that, that peak goes up, down, and, and starts chipping in, in, in the string. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very good. Um, so let's move into uh, shift gears and move into this week's smokeabulary. This, as always, brought to you by AJ Fernandez. 
Born and raised in Cuba, A.J. Fernandez now produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. The day-to-day operations at Tabacalera A.J. Fernandez are managed under the watchful eye of Mr. Fernandez himself in order to ensure superior quality. The A.J. Fernandez portfolio of premium cigars provides blend, strength, and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer. Whether it's New World, Dias de Gloria, San Lotano, Enclave or Bayas Artes, you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from AJ Fernandez. So, guys, this week's vocabulary word is mold. And I don't want us to get off the rails because we've had this discussion a long time, uh, a long time ago. And it's it, when I'm, when I'm, for this particular cigar vo- uh, vocabulary, vocabulary word, we're not talking about mold the fluffy stuff that grows on the outside of cigars that were not stored properly. We're talking about the wooden or plastic molds that the bunches are placed in and then put in presses. And so they, that after the bunch, after the bunchero at the factory rolls the filler leaves into the binder leaves that those, those cigars are placed in these molds and then the top part of the mold is put on it. And then a stack of those molds go into a press and then every so often they're turned so that they reach that perfect shape. And then once they've been in the molds long enough, then they go to the Roleros who remove them from the molds and carefully and beautifully roll the wrapper leaf onto the cigar. So that is this week's vocabulary word. It is mold, and it's those beautiful wooden or plastic molds that those cigars get placed into in the factory. And most cigars are molded, but not all cigars. Not all cigars. There, there are a few cigars out there in the world that are not placed in molds, but the, the vast majority, mm-hmm. I'd say 99% of premium hand-rolled cigars are placed in molds just so that they get... Uh, Conformed shape. Yeah, they have to have a uniform shape and size so that they fit properly into the cellophane and the boxes. So that is this week's vocabulary word. Are we ready? We are ready. It is time for Numero de los Muertos. All right, guys. This week, uh, Numero de los Muertos is brought to you by Oveja Negra Brands. They bring you premium smoking experiences forged from tobacco, time, and talent. Comprised of Black Label Trading Company, Blackwork Studio, Dissonant, and Emilio. Oveja Negra Brands provide smokers uncompromising blends renowned for their flavor and lasting impression. Oveja Negra, where art and tobacco collide. <clears throat> ah, join the flock. Visit ovejanegracigars.com to learn more. All right. Okay. This week's number is 1,503. Well, that's an interesting number. It is very specific. So, Enrique, we didn't give you a heads up on this before the show started, but this segment we do every week, These Garrett gives us a number like he just did, and you and I and our uh, viewers, we get to guess what that number means as far as, as far as there's, there's, there's a, um, it's how many, how many people have died from this particular thing, and his number is 1503. So and 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 we have to choose. Was it was it parasailing? Was it coal mining? Was it 
you know, motorcycle riding. What, how, what was it that caused 1,503 people? Is, now, is this in the last year? No. Oh. So this is ever in history? Well, this is a, uh, we'll call it a historic event. A historic event. So there was one historic event during which... It claimed the lives of 1,503 people. Okay. 1,502 people. I mean, it, it should be 1502, but, you know, it's... You know, maybe you, you, you got the numbers right, wrong. Yeah. Sure we'll just drop, we'll, we'll, knock, we'll knock one off. We'll knock one we'll off knock the number one. and we'll just say it's even 1502. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. okay. So, some now, can you give us an idea of when this historic event happened? No. No. That would, that would totally give it away. Come on, Chad. Did, yeah, Chad. Yeah. And, and those of you watching and listening, well, not listening, sorry, after the fact. But those of you watching on Facebook and YouTube, please feel free to put your guesses in the comments as well while we uh, while we try to figure this one out. So some historic event caused 1,503 yeah. people to die. Mm-hmm. Did this historic event take place in North America? Yes. No. Um, no. No. In America. Not. Did this historic event take place in Asia? We're we're not Asia. gonna get anywhere. Yeah, that's very with, weird. Um okay, with, uh, sorry, I got interruption again. Okay, bye to Mikito Lindo. Yeah, he likes to. Um, I was hoping he knew the answer, but I guess he he away again. <laughs> <laughs> so so we shouldn't be so asking. It was in Asia. So we shouldn't be asking continental because uh, it, it really isn't. Um, it's it wasn't one specific location. Well, it is. Oh, it is. Okay, but uh, it. Uh, it doesn't belong to a certain continent where this took place. It doesn't belong. I have no idea whatsoever. Okay, so if it didn't happen on a specific continent, did it happen on the water? Yes, it did. Okay, so on the water. So... Uh, Can I search it? Yeah. Yeah, go for it, man. We allow cheating. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, on the water. Unless somebody does now. Was this the result of water coming on land, or was it result of people being on the water? Yeah, not the not not. mm -mm. Neither. (laughs) Well, I mean, eventually people were in the water, but it wasn't a result of like a, a. a tsunami or a hurricane. It wasn't like a natural disaster. No. Um, so they're in boats. Were, yeah, where they, they must have were, they must have been in boats. Mm-hmm. He sort you could, of, you he, could say that. You could say. That. 
Um, uh-huh. Chad the man. Okay. Oh so- One of our viewers just guessed it. Chad, I'm going to put it up on screen here. The Titanic sinking. That's Ooh. seriously what there were 1,503 people. Yep. So 1,503 wow. people died during the Titanic. Wow. And uh, for total of people in the boat. Well, so there was 3,600 um, passengers and crew people total. Um, and uh, so. You know. Uh, oh yeah, and some survived. Yeah, yeah. So some of them made it in the lifeboats and and survived. Yep. And here's a couple interesting facts. So ninety seven percent of first class women were rescued. Um, but through the three different classes of passengers, seventy four percent of women um, were were uh, rescued. Okay. In general. So that whole, you know, chivalry, you know, women and children first really did happen on the Titanic. Um, yeah, just uh, uh, fun statistics. I was trying to look at something that kind of uh, resembled our guest, 1502. I saw 1503 and I was like, that's pretty damn close. That's, that is pretty close. We'll so, take that. I'll take that. That's good. That's a good one. And Chad, I think that's the third time in the last couple months that Chad has guessed. Chad is on. I know. Chad's got the answers. So that is this week's Numero de los Muertos. All right, Enrique, now we have a lightning round of some some fun non-cigar-related questions. So if you could choose to hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes, who would it be and why? For well, if I get, sorry, it was cutting off. So if you if could, I get to listen to a, a living person. Yeah. If you could, if you could hear someone's thoughts for 10 minutes, who would it be and why? They have to be alive or yeah. have to be dead. Got to be a living person. Huh. Nah, it's a tough one. Right now. You know, you know, besides my wife, of course. Oh, you would want to know that? You're brave. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to know. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what? Uh hmm. I will go for for uh, uh, right now. I will go for uh, what's the name of this? Uh, oh my god! Well, thinking about somebody in Nicaragua, but I know most of them. So, let me, uh, um, this writer. Uh, oh my god! Slip my out right now. I guess they can block. Yeah, uh... the quarantine. <laughs> Nicaraguan author, though there's a specific author that you would like to know? No, 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 no. It's no, a writer. No, it's a, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, it's a. It's, 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 it's Spanish. Actually, he won the the, the, the Nobel Prize in literature, in Spanish literature, 
I was that maybe seven years ago. La Fiesta del Chivo is one of his book. I'll tell you right now. Mario Vargas Joseph. Oh, Jesus. There you go. So okay. that's, that, that will be from, 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 from Latin America. You want, you want to know these guys. So he, he won the Nobel Prize for Literature, for Spanish literature, a few years ago? Yeah, I think it was like nine years ago, that prize, literature. Okay. Okay. Cool. So next question. If you were about to get into a fight, what would your soundtrack music be? I of the tiger. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, that's classic. You can't go wrong with Eye of the Tiger. The classic. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so choose choose one of the following. You could hit a home run as a starting pitcher. You could score a touchdown as a defensive lineman. You could score a goal in a hockey game as the goalie. Or you could score a goal in a soccer game as the goalie. I'll go for the soccer game. You know, it, it's my favorite sport to watch. I only watch it every four years, but it, I, I do enjoy it very much. So if you can imagine every time there's a goal, you know, in my house, just jump. Goal! <laughs> Are you that guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am that guy. You know, it's, uh, that, that it's uh, one month every four years in which I take vacation. I tell my kids, you know, shoo, 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 out, 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 because I'm here watching the games. Yeah. All right. Um, so if you could give one piece of advice to a brand new premium cigar consumer, what would that piece of advice be? Open mind. There are always uh, great cigars out there. You will never know until you try them, at least once. You know, you said that you, you try the cigar one, maybe it was not the best moment to try the cigar. Let's try, give it another chance and see how that goes. But always keep your mind open because it's it's there's a beautiful gray blend it blends outside right now, and, and you know enjoy them, enjoy them. You know, it's good yeah. to stay with with, with, with with the the ones you enjoy very much, and you in which you smoke every day. But you know, always look for something new. Give it, give it a try. Yeah. Well, speaking of something new, um, we're going to talk about our notable smokable of the week. Um, each week, Enrique, Garrett and I talk about a cigar we've smoked um, recently that was really interesting to us. It could be a cigar that's been on the market for 20 years, or it could be a cigar that's brand new to the market. Uh, just something that we smoked in the last week that, um, uh, that, that, we, uh, that just stays in our mind. Um, for me, this week, um, and it was... You know, this it's a cigar that I've enjoyed since it first came out, but this was part of one of those things that we talk about where the experience sometimes can just really mm -hmm. just heighten uh, a cigar. And it was it was just one of these beautiful days this past week, and my wife and I uh, uh, sat by the fire outside, and I fired up uh, a JSK Red Knight Robusto, which that's 
A lot of people mm-hmm. disagree, but that's actually my favorite size in the, the JSK Red Knight. And we just, my wife and I sat around the fire and I smoked a JSK Robusto and it was, I mean, it's a cigar I've enjoyed, you know, for, for a few years now, but, uh, uh, that that one just stood out to me this week. Uh, definitely part of it was the experience, just being able to uh, sit out in a beautiful evening around a fire. But uh, JSK Red Knight Robusto was mine this week. Mine was a Monte Cristo number two. Oh, yeah. Cuban. Yeah. And um, this one in particular, it just hit. I mean, they're all, number that number two is one of my favorite Cubans, but every once in a while, even with your favorite, you know, a lot like you were saying with the red Knight, something you've enjoyed over the years. Um, and, uh, wasn't anything special happening, but dang it, it just hit on all cylinders and was just. Well, and it's there. I mean, as the little bit that we talk about Cuban cigars on the show, which isn't very often, but you know, Cuban cigars can be relatively inconsistent, but, with that Monte Cristo number two, when it's when it's good, it's really good. It is when that when that blend is properly made and 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 all that. It's a great blend. So uh, I I echo that definitely. Yeah. Um, so Enrique is obviously you smoke a lot That's of. That's a classic one. What's that? Yeah. That's a classic one. It is. It is. Yeah. The, the number two is it's definitely classic. Yeah. So. Uh, Enrique, you're definitely smoking a lot of 1502 stuff, but, um, you know, how often do you get a chance to smoke, uh, smoke things outside of your own brands? And is there something recently that, uh, that you enjoyed? Well, I do enjoy cigars in general. I mean, that's not have to be my, my cigars only. I do have a, a humidor with a different all type of cigars. I like to look more in a boutique. Line uh, one always uh, it always stick me right in the head is that AF two for Emilio cigars in which the, the original blend was always amazing. That that's uh that that always be one always one of the, the cigars I always keep in, in my humidor uh, as well. So it, it's it, but there are so many great cigars out there. I mean, they always whatever whatever the chance always looking for the new thing, which is great. Yeah. So, guys, for our listeners and viewers, we want to give you an idea of some stuff we have coming up soon. Next week on June 30th, we're going to talk to Jared Trudeau from Christoph Cigars. And we have some other stuff in the works for the weeks following. So keep watching, keep listening. And, uh, Enrique, give our listeners and viewers one final idea. Where's the best place for them to get all the latest information about Global Premium and 1502 Cigars? Well, you can always go to a website, which is globalpremiumcigars.com. It goes to the same website. And always, we are very active in social media. So everything, it's under 52 Cigars or Global Premium Cigars. And you see what's new, uh, what we're working on it. I see uh, events uh, that we that we will have or, or later on, once all these questions goes, we will continue doing. Uh, so always keep in, 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 in contact in social media in, in general. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, and I want to just give uh, another shout out to uh, Omar at Ramsey Smoke Shop. If you guys don't have fifteen oh two in your area, and you're looking for a retailer to to um, get some fifteen oh twos, I just put a link in um, our Facebook on uh, on this Facebook uh, video. 
if you use the code HBTC, you'll get 10% off. So um, support a small business if you don't have anything in your area looking for an online retailer. Fantastic. Excellent. Well, um, Enrique, thank you so much. We, we really appreciate you giving us uh, some insights into 1502 tonight on the show. We appreciate you sharing your passion with us. And uh, best of luck to you and 1502 in the future. We hope to talk to you again soon. Hey guys, appreciate it. Thank you for having me over. It has been a pleasure. You know, after all these, these things, all the, the entire world has changed. You know, it's really good to see a friendly face I listen to from a screen. Perhaps very soon we can continue living our life as, as it was before, or as close as it was before. So and you guys always remember, relax and enjoy. Amen. Amen to that. All right, guys, uh, we appreciate it. As always, if you have any questions, uh, go to the website, howaboutthatcigar.com. You can send us an email directly from there and make sure to sign up for the email list while you're on the website. And until we see you next time, burn cigars, not bridges. Take care, guys. Thanks, Thank you. Guys.